0: welcome to fantasy sports daily with kyle frank and ray flowers monday through friday at 11 a.m eastern standard time don't forget to use the promo code fsd20 for a 20 percent discount on the products over at fantasyguru.com
1: we walk in the end of fantasy sports daily powered by fantasyguru.com kyle frank and ray flowers with you on this thursday it is a thursday where the nfl is giving you more than you bargained for uh, by rule, every NFL team has to be in at least one primetime game each and every year, whether it's Thursday or, or Sunday or Monday. Ray, tonight, the NFL gives us a second preview of the Carolina Panthers. A second, They only need to do one a year, but for whatever reason, the NFL said, let's give the public two. And let's give them two in the first 10 weeks of the season. I'd forgotten. They, they played New Orleans, I think, back in week two. Uh, tonight, Ray, showdown Central, Carolina on the road at Chicago. This is how you begin an NFL week.
0: Yeah, and you were also saying before the show, their uh, record has been so spot on the last handful of years that they
1: totally deserve this national exposure, <laughs> right? Yeah. You only need to show them once, NFL. We, we don't need uh, yeah, here's what I was looking at. They, they are in the midst. They're 1-7, the Panthers are entering tonight. Uh, they are in the midst of their sixth straight losing season. Um, this might be the worst of all of them. So it's not like they're trending upwards. Uh, they're in a total rebuild. So sixth straight year. In, in those six years, Ray, they're currently on their fifth coach. Okay. Um, so they got Frank Wright. Uh, they had Matt Rule. They had Ron Rivera. They had Perry Fuel for a few games at the end of one of those seasons. Uh, They also had Steve Wilkes, current defensive coordinator for the 40. So five coaches in the six years, six different quarterbacks have led the Panthers in passing. And so Ray, this goes right to the heart of the matter. How do you win in the NFL? You got to get a quarterback. I I know you, you know, we kind of laugh or giggle and joke about how everything's about the quarterbacks, but, but it's true. You got to have something stable under center. You think you can name all six quarterbacks who have led the the panthers in passing in the last six years this is a difficult one
0: i'm gonna say no uh i want to say burline and Delone, but i know that's too old uh gotcha can was cam newton one of them cam newton was in the first Jeez. of the six cam years newton. Yeah.
1: boy it's too early for me um these are not easy don't don't but a, a couple of well obviously this year you know number two yeah bryce young okay so now you got a third of the list uh Jeez. Think about journeymen.
0: Yeah, I wanted to say obviously Andy Dalton, but he's, he's this year. God, let me, let me. I'm gonna cheat, but not cheat. Okay. I'm gonna pull up a list of quarterbacks with no, you know. Let's see. You're gonna search
1: NFL journeymen quarterbacks. No, <laughs> I'm
0: just gonna I'm just gonna look at the quarterback list like right now. Like who are the? This is bad. Like I should know this right away. Um, okay, let's see.
1: see. Uh So you got four more names. I think. Three of the four, I know at least two of the four are still in the NFL. One is actually starting in the NFL for another team. Uh, the okay. other guy's a backup. The third guy, gosh, I don't think he's with the team or he's maybe injured right now. Okay, And then the fourth guy, you'll never get. You'll, you'll never get the fourth guy. Ray, I'll even tell you his first name is my first name, that fourth guy.
0: Kyle Trask, who the hell? no I was okay. No, not um, Kyle Trask.
1: Okay. So I'm I'm on Pro
0: Football Reference and I just got this year's leaderboard for quarterbacks. So yeah. it doesn't so I'm just rolling through names here to see if it'll help me at all. I, geez. Um your first name, I don't even remember who that is, Kyle. <laughs> uh, I, well, I'm killing this bit. I'm killing this bit completely. So Sam okay, Darnold's well, one. Sam Darnold
1: who is currently starting. Right? Is Baker Mayfield. Okay, Baker Sam Darnold is one, right? Sam Darnold's another. Okay, I saw
0: him. He's right. He's number uh, sixty-five. They got on two
1: level. more, and these are the two most difficult. Although, as, as soon as I say one, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I can't remember." Maybe not. I don't know. It was three, four. Just years go for ago. it. I'm killing the. Bird, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh geez, yeah, that's bad. Well, I'm trying to think. Is he with the team right now? He's with the. Yeah, he's with. Um... I have no idea who he's with. He's I with... thought he was just... maybe injured.
0: No, what team is he? I was... He wanted. I wanted him to get traded to Minnesota last. Yeah. I'll find <laughs> it. No, I, I mentioned that. Uh, I'll find him when we're
1: looking, but go ahead. And then the one that you couldn't get, even with the uh, the mention of the first name, right. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Who Trigger Finger Studios in our chat room, he actually got Kyle Allen. I don't know if he looked that uh, up, but... He knew it's Kyle uh, Allen. Detroit
0: Lions for Teddy Bridgewater, by the way.
1: Okay, you see the backup there. No I wonder he'd be
0: a great trade back to the Vikings, so he could return to where he started his career when they, you know, before they got Josh Dobbs. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's bad. And and you know, not that I am Mister Know Everything, but the fact that that took four minutes to figure that out <laughs> tells you how bad it's been to your
1: initial point, Kyle. One hundred percent. Okay, we are off and rolling, as only yeah. we can do it on Fantasy Sports <laughs> Daily. Kyle Oliver and Ray Flowers each here each and every weekday. Um, 11 to new. Here is the uh, plan for today. Um, Obviously, Thursday night football. We're doing a load of that. Not a load. I don't want to scare off everybody, but we will get you a preview of the Panthers and the Bears. A reminder that our friend Ryan Clifford, who isn't able to join us today, but Uh, His column will be up at fantasyguru.com to take a look at the showdown DFS slate, so make sure you check out that. Obviously, Discord, the NFL room, that's going to be open leading up to tonight. So we'll talk a bit about the Panthers and the Bears. It does not sound at this moment like Justin Fields uh, is going to be out there for the Bears. He is officially listed as doubtful. they will probably give him another week off. But uh, the fact that the Bears are playing tonight, the fact that we'll probably see Tyson Bajent, who... I don't I don't know if he's been as good as Fields, but he's been okay. Uh, We will talk about the situation with Justin Fields and where the Bears go from here, and how important you know the last six or seven games are going to be for Justin Fields. And then that leads us into the idea of the fifth year option. Uh, We'll talk more about this later in the program, but we've got a lot of guys, including Justin Fields from that 2021 uh, NFL draft class, who are coming up on fifth year options, and that was a draft class with a lot of skilled players selected in the first round. A lot of quarterbacks. First three picks were all quarterbacks. So we'll talk about the status and take a pulse on all of those guys. Uh, NFL injuries, uh, Jamar Chase kind of popping up as a concern heading into the weekend. And then we'll close things down on a Thursday with Ani Sridar. talk a little soccer with him. Game week number 12 of 38 that we have in the English Premier League. So we'll get you a preview with Ani. That, of course, Ray, and I can see there at the bottom, the All-In Hoops MVP plan. That that sounds like uh, when I go to... Well, I never go here, but we, we have a Sports Clips, Ray. Mm-hmm. Cut your hair? Yeah. That, that sounds like that. something they would sell me at the uh, booth, and I'd have to buy like 17 haircuts to get the All-In Hoops MVP plan, mm-hmm. which I get my hair cut quite often. I don't know about Ray Flowers. I do. Uh, so I, I, I'm often a sucker for these plans, but this is not to get like cheaper haircuts is this
0: it it is not yeah there's actually a video at youtube so uh everyone can go over to the youtube page and watch me for two minutes talking about it it's at youtube.com slash at elite plus network and basically what we're doing is it's all in hoops mvp plan and you say to yourself well ray i like basketball but come on i'm not paying for that it's okay if you don't want to just pay for that because the all-in mvp hoops plan includes nba college basketball nhl PGA, MMA, soccer, and racing. All of it. All right. So you can head over to the fantasyguru.com, click the join now tab in the top right corner. You can also again watch the video at YouTube. You get a direct link there. Sign up. It's like 50% discount for that thing. Uh oh, wow. you can use the promo code FSD20. FSD20 uh, for that. And we also have a special on our football product too. Uh, that's that's we just slash that so you can get everything for the rest of the 2023 season at half price, or maybe it's a little less than half price uh, as well. So, head over to fantasyguru.com, join now tab in the top right corner, and use that promo code FSD20. We're blowing it out, Kyle, as we head into the holiday season. Well, I, you
1: know, I will say for those DFS players, you know, it can be difficult to to win consistently in the NFL or baseball. You know, so many people play those, even basketball, honestly. Now, we, we give you an edge each and every day, but those other sports, Ray. Uh, we cover them from a DFS angle. Like we're going to be talking soccer with Ani Sridhar. I know every weekend he puts together a a main slate write-up and he helps people in discord NHL. We've got daily uh, write-ups on the DFS slate, college hoops, you know, it's all, and, and even NASCAR, NASCAR season just ended, but you know, Ray, you talk about this and, and those are ways that you can kind of load up on the bucks because those minor sports or those smaller sports, it's a lot easier if you have a leader, and and we can kind of be a leader to kind of send you on the correct path to your build, a lot easier to get some money out of those sports when you play them on a nightly basis.
0: It's very true, and some people might hear that and be like, "Well, yeah, but I don't know anything," and that's okay. And we're not telling you to subscribe to something you don't know. But what we're telling you is, we have people that do know, and that those people can can be very, you know, the, your participation there can be very lucrative if you know how to do things right, because you know the it's. I think you gain an edge with small bits of information here in football. There's information everywhere. There's millions yeah. of analysts. There's millions of people playing. There's a, these other sports. It's more of a niche thing and you can have a lot of success. And we even have stories from people like I didn't know Jack about soccer. I signed up and I you know made 125% this year, whatever it is. So, <laughs> not telling people that's what you should do. You obviously want to know what you're doing, but if you have an interest in those smaller sports, like Kyle says, we cover them here on the show. We cover them on the site. We do DFS uh, and given that you get all of them together at half price, it's a pretty good deal.
1: It's a little soccer day, college football. Uh, In fact, tomorrow when we get rolling on Friday. Okay, let's dig into the festivities for this Thursday. Obviously starting with a game one of 10, uh, Carolina on the road at Chicago. Mentioned Justin Fields, doubtful, probably not going to play. Doesn't sound like DJ Chark is going to be out there for Carolina. It does, Ray, sound like Khalil Herbert is going to be out there for the Chicago Bears or excuse me, check that, check that, does not sound like Herbert, which is a surprise because he'd been practicing all week, which leads me to this question, Ray. Uh, Probably going to see a lot of Dante Foreman again. We know on the Carolina side of late, it's been a lot of Chubba Hubbard. These are names that like two months ago, Ray, we're were not getting people excited. Um, You didn't want to be saying, oh, I'm starting Chubba Hubbard this week. But for this week, Ray, I wonder with teams on bye and kind of the way the running back situation is, do you look at Dante Foreman and do you look at Chubba Hubbard, the two running backs tonight and say, wow, these are like top 18, top 15 running backs that they're getting work, if nothing else, as mm-hmm. they lead into week 10.
0: Yeah, and it is surprising with Herbert. We thought he would play. Obviously, there was uncertainty, even if he did suit up what the role would be. They've used Darrington Evans. They've got Roshan Johnson, Dante Foreman, who you mentioned. So the expectation now with Herbert, you know, we're hearing from Tom Pellisaro. He's not playing, so we'll accept that as fact. Uh, The situation is is Foreman and then Johnson and then Evans. That would be the pecking order, in my opinion. Uh, Foreman is basically what he was last week, which is 20 carries for 83 yards. Get in the end zone, you're a top 15 running back, like you said. His involvement in the passing game is minor. So mm-hmm. I'm, I am I currently have him at 21st at running back, uh, and I've got Chubba Hubbard at 23. So not top 20, but top 25. Uh, and obviously this week with four teams on bye and injuries and all that, there are going to be a lot of people starting these guys. Uh, and I think in the case of, case of both of them, kind of need the touchdown. Um, there are There is a, a line of thought that maybe last week Miles Sanders, who – was the guy and then completely vanished from the offense and then seemed to gain ground last week. There's a line of thought, obviously, that this team was prepping for Thursday night football. So they held back on Hubbard a little bit last week to make sure he's a little fresher this Mm -hmm. week. So maybe his touch count goes back up this week. But I I would go Foreman over Hubbard. It's very close. But again, I think both are top 25.
1: And and I'm glad you gave us the reminder of where we are at, Ray. It's Thursday. And Miles Sanders was barely used. And certainly the Bears, you kind of ran through their situation. There are other options here. So I'm a little wary of saying what I'm going to say. But to me, I look at both these teams and both of these quarterbacks. Uh, We saw it with Bajant last week with the Bears on the road in New Orleans. And we've seen it kind of with Bryce Young all season, including last week. These guys are prone to mistakes. The more you're throwing with Bajit, the more you're throwing with Bryce Young, the more expected interceptions are to follow that that's been the track record early on for Bajan and uh, all season for young I look at both these teams and I'm expecting a slog tonight Ray like a, a you know 20 to 16 game where it's a lot of running and to me that means that we see a lot of Foreman we see enough of Johnson we see a lot of Hubbard I think Sanders gets more work tonight specifically to Hubbard and Foreman I might have them a bit higher than you. Uh, You were saying in the low 20s. I might put them in the mid to high Mm teens. Just because I think the game plan for both sides will dictate running the football. I think both these guys could have at least 15 touches. You're right on the touchdown aspect. And I can't sit here and predict. I will say Carolina's pretty awful against the run. So I I feel good about Foreman. I think in seven seven of the eight games this year, they've allowed at least 110 yards rushing. Um, But last week they were better. By far, their best effort um, against opposing runners came last week against Indianapolis, but now the quick turnaround. I'm expecting the Bears to have a pretty good amount of success on the ground tonight. Uh, So I do kind of lean in that direction. I just look at both these quarterbacks, Ray, and it's like, I don't want these guys throwing the football 30 times if I'm the head coach here. Because if either of these guys are throwing the football thirty times, Ray, you're probably looking at least multiple interceptions for both these guys. I think.
0: Yeah, the Panthers, by the way, lead the NFL with a league high twelve rushing scores allowed to the running back. To your point, uh, for the backfield of the Bears, I, yeah, I think that you know both these guys, obviously youngsters, both these guys learning the ropes, the NFL level. You know, c- should either one be starting right now? Okay, but they are, and I think your assessment is accurate that. You know, this is not if either one of these teams has to throw it 39 times, there's the problem, right? They want to keep it close. They want to grind it out. Neither team wants to make the pace exponentially fast. Neither team wants to run 80, 80 plays tonight. Like that's not the goal anyone has. So I, I think that both teams would want to go in with that mindset. Um, at some point you have to pass, right? You can't just run, right? Neither, neither of these teams is good enough to do that. You know, they're not explosive enough to do that. But I think as a game plan, it's it's very reasonable to think that, you know, let's say we want to throw it 29 times. We want to run it 38 times. Let's go. I think that's the kind of idea they have heading it.
1: Well, and and all that being said, Ray, if you own Cole Komet, you're starting him. If you own DJ Moore, you're starting him. I think if you own Adam Thielen, you're starting him. I mentioned DJ Chark. For the DFS player, Ray, I I could see Jonathan Mingo being pretty popular tonight. Um, Not that he's any good or he's done anything, but he's dirt cheap. And the Bears... You know, we sit here and obviously we focus on the offense and Justin Fields. And, you know, that's what people want to talk about. We're going to talk about it here in a bit. But the defense has been bad this year. Mm-hmm. The, the Bears defense here, they've allowed the fifth most points. They've allowed the most passing touchdowns in football. The Bears have given up 20 passing touchdowns this year, which is a huge number. They're dead last in third down conversions. So the offense has not been good, but I think it's actually a little bit better than the Bears defense, certainly better than their past defense. But I think Mingo could be a decent play tonight for a DFS uh, showdown slate.
0: Yeah, the Week 10 NFL Game Day Matchup Report is available over at fantasyguru.com. It's that article we talk about all the time. And I think it's like 14,000 words, 15,000 words, whatever. And as I note in the article, to, to buttress the points you're making there, Carolina has allowed the third most receptions to running backs, so they 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 bleed out when it comes to dumping the ball off. Uh, you mentioned the touchdowns they've allowed; they're actually uh, have allowed fourth most touchdowns to the wide receiver position, not just in total, just to the wide receiver position. They can be beat there, and you know the thing with Mingo is he caught one pass last week, but he played seventy snaps; he was on the field the whole time, mm-hmm. and you know he only played one fewer snap than Adam Thielen, and he ran the exact same amount of routes as Adam Thielen. So really, his emergence is – let's call it what it is. His emergence is being held back by his quarterback because he's on the field as much. He's running the same amount of routes. There is a connection with Thielen and with Young, know, which makes sense. Thielen's a veteran. He knows how to work the zones and the areas and the quiets. So it makes all the sense in the world. But you can't win or have success throwing the football. You know, If Adam Thielen is getting 12 targets every week, it doesn't work. We've seen it doesn't work. So they need to get a guy like Mingo more involved. He's out there. They just got to get him the football.
1: Mention that Fields uh, mostly unexpected to play. Uh, maybe we we'll get a surprise, but if they're holding out, Khalil Herbert still, I would think Justin Fields is still going to be held out. Uh, Ray a win or a loss, either way. After tonight, you played ten games. Seven games would be left. I'm going to sit here with the expectation that Fields plays these final seven games. Okay. How much is on the line for him? You I, 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 I can. I, I'm probably. I was stunned last draft season when people were like, oh man, do not trade that number one pick, Chicago. You got to go after Young or Stroud, whoever you want to do. I applauded the Bears for trading that number one overall pick, flipping it to Carolina. uh, They took Bryce Young. The Bears got DJ Moore. They got draft picks. I wasn't giving up on Justin Fields. No way, no how. I, I feel, Ray, that I'm still not giving up on the guy, but a lot of people are. And and this leads to the decision the Bears are going to have to make. And this happens with every rookie quarterback. The first three years, you get to prove yourself. And at the end of that third year, the NFL, by rule, you got to make a decision. Do we pick up the fifth year option? Now, you might be saying, wait a second, they they got the fourth year. Yeah, the fourth year is, is there. You got to contract your set. The fifth-year option, if that is picked up, it's a way to keep the earnings down. It's a way to keep the salary cap hit down for a quarterback. So if you got anybody who looks pretty good after three years, you pick up that fifth year because it lets you keep him on the roster at a cheaper cost. So this is a really big decision with quarterbacks, right? And it's going to be a big one for the Bears outside of him just burning out and crapping all over the bed i would argue the bears have to pick up the fifth year option with fields but i since a lot of people are looking at this you know next seven or eight weeks and it's like do or die time for justin fields maybe it is but i gosh i would find it so silly for the bears a, a franchise that really has not had a quarterback for 60 years <laughs> like like they really have not had a long-term answer at quarterback for like fifty years at least, and I realize, hey, Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl, and Jay Cutler was there for two or three years, but they have not had a guy who's been the the QB for like eight straight years, who's been the 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 end-all be-all for the offense. They haven't had it. Ray. I think Fields at least has a, a chance. I I can't fathom the Bears dumping him you know, and not picking up that fifth-year option at the end of this season.
0: Yeah, the Bears are one of the most storied franchises in football, maybe in sport, right, really. Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. Everyone thinks he's terrible and he's got bench for a rookie and all that. He's got 94 touchdown passes in his career. That'd be third all-time for the Bears. Like, you you look at the – Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler leads this franchise in passing touchdowns with 154. You know who leads this this organization in passing yards? Jay Cutler. The greatest quarterback in Bears
1: history is Jay Cutler. What was it? Four years? How many years did he actually play for the Bears?
0: 2009 to 2016, technically. Okay. Longer but, than I thought. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, yeah, 2009, yeah. 2000, Sid Luckman's really their best quarterback. You know, Sid <laughs> Luckman's great, and that's true. But uh, not yes. Eric
1: Kramer. I thought Eric Kramer was going to show Eric up. Eric Kramer,
0: way. he's sixth on the all-time passing yardage list. Listen, <laughs> to that Jay Cutler, Sid Luckman, Jim Harbaugh, yeah, that Jim Harbaugh, yeah. Jim McMahon, Mitch Trubisky, Ugh. and Eric Kramer.
1: Mitch Trubisky is so, a top five quarterback for the Bears franchise.
0: Passing yards in their history of the team.
1: Wow. <laughs> a team that began in 1920.
0: Mitch Trubisky is fifth all time for them in passing yards. That's how bad things are there. And it's really fascinating with Justin Fields. I totally agree with you, Kyle, because, you know, they spent the 11th overall pick on Justin Fields. And have there been struggles? Yes. Has there been coaching problems? Yes. Has there been scheme and offensive problems? Yes. Have there been weapons around Fields to help him? No. Fields is better this year in completion percentage. He's better this year in touchdown percentage. He's better this year in uh, yards per attempt, yards per completion, QB ratio, sack percentage. Everything is improved. And Mm -hmm. Is it great? No. Are there still issues? Yes. But for this organization, to me... It would be crazy to think they would bail on a guy. Now, I'm not saying that if he comes out here and looks like he's rookie self the last handful of starts like you're talking about, Kyle, they wouldn't reass- reassess and do something different. But this organization needs to make a stand. They need to make a decision with the coaching staff. They need to make a decision at the quarterback position. You can't keep changing this thing up every three or four years like they've done for the history of the team.
1: Let's just say he's level. For the, you know, He's not better. He's not worse. He's just level. Again, it's a no-brainer to me, Ray you pick up the fifth year. It, mm-hmm. If if you don't, you're in effect admitting defeat. You're starting the clock over and you're going to have to invest another high-end draft pick on another quarterback. And, and I hate this idea. And it's every April that, Oh man, look at this quarterback field. And these guys, Oh, look at his arm. Look at his intelligence. Oh, he can break down plays. Wow. He can make plays on his feet. Like every year it's the same crap with every single college quarterback. And the hit rate is one out of four, one out of five, and we never know which one's going to hit. Some years it's obvious. Oh, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to hit. You know who the guy selected after Trevor Lawrence was in two thousand? Zach Wilson. They were neck and neck. Yeah, Lawrence was the easy number one, but Zach Wilson was number two, and and could and even Trevor Lawrence, Ray, good, fine. I don't think anybody's bailing on the idea that he can be your quarterback for eight years, but hadn't been great. I, I I would guess, Ray, when that draft pick was made of Trevor Lawrence in 2021, by the time we got to November 9th of 2023, right now, people said, oh, Trevor Lawrence will be a top five QB. Top, he, he, They five. thought he would be what Joe Burrow is. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. He ain't. Nope, he's fine. You can win. I mean, the Jags are what? Six and two, whatever the record is. You can win with him, But is he a difference maker? Ray, he's, he's like more Kirk Cousins <laughs> than Joe Burrow right now, which again is fine. But it, it speaks to Ray how, because I'm bringing this up because with the field situation, it's always about, well, who's the next guy? Oh, well, look at this draft pick. It's a waste of your time. If you've got a guy who is showing potential, and I think Fields has shown that, you stick with him. And he's cheap and he's in the system, and, and he's had experience. I'm not guaranteeing success, Ray, but I think he's shown enough to where that is obvious to pick up the fifth year with Fields. Well, you think about it. Like, Justin
0: Fields, and they say this every broadcast, and you see it if you watch. Justin Fields is 6'3", 230. Okay, You can't – one-on-one tackling him is difficult for defensive players. Like, defensive backs, good luck. Like, he mm-hmm. is a big guy. He's mobile. He's fast. He's athletic. When he's moving around, you're like, wow, Right. He's got an extremely strong arm. He's got the pieces. Does there need to be refinement and all these things? Yes. But there's a lot that goes on. There's coaching. There's the system. There's who they've surrounded him with talent-wise, all these kind of things. And to think that you know the Ravens can win with a similar style of quarterback, Lamar Jackson, right? Similar style. Can win year after year after year. Be a playoff contender year after year after year. Get double-digit victories year after year after year. And the Bears want to bail on their guy that's very similar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it just tells you something. And I think that this is a, it's a it's, again, it's an organizational thing because Justin Field, to me, to date, has been exactly who he should have been expected to be. If that isn't what you wanted, you shouldn't have drafted him. <laughs> you know, we, we run into this, like you're saying, with the talent evaluators. And all, is Justin Fields really appreciably different than what you expected? And I think that yeah. he was terrible to start the year. He was absolutely, objectively awful to start 2023. And people forget the last two games that he, he played, he threw for 280 yards and four touchdowns in each game. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, it looked like it was happening, and then he got hurt. So, uh, I agree with you completely. They should build around Fields. The fact that they aren't it, the fact they're considering doing something different, I think, speaks to just the disarray the organization is in.
1: And and again, we're not handing out a contract for 240 million. We're not saying that. We're just saying pick up the option. Yeah. You know, he gets a raise, but it's nothing significant, nothing crazy. Um, And and Ray, you look, it it got me thinking about 2021. 2021 was was um, a little different from most NFL drafts because we got to see a lot more of skill positions taken in the first round. Um, The first six picks, one through six, were all skill positions like that never happens in the NFL. Uh, the first three choices were all quarterbacks. There were five wide receivers in the first round. Hell, there were even two running backs in the first round. And and I started looking at these names like the three quarterbacks, right? Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And we might get to the point this offseason where the Jaguars rip up the contract and give him a huge deal. We might get there depending on how they perform, how he performs. The next two guys, Ray, right, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. What number two and number three? Now, if I'm the Jets, I ain't picking up a fifth-year option with Zach Wilson. Hell, he may be released this offseason. That could happen. Uh, And Trey Lance, Ray, I'll I'll say this. The Cowboys could actually pick up the fifth year.
2: They could. Might.
1: I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, But it's amazing. Those two guys, Wilson's getting to play every week. We're seeing nothing. Trey Lance is still a mystery to me and I think to NFL people. And the the mystery, Ray, is – We just haven't seen enough. And this year we're seeing nothing. He's a backup to Dak Prescott. Uh, The Cowboys are hoping they don't have to use him. I applaud the Cowboys for going out and adding Trey Lance on the cheap. But right now we just don't know with a guy like Trey Lance.
0: Trey Lance since 2020, so 2020, 21, 22 and 23, four years. He has thrown 140 official passes (laughs) in college and that pros. That's it. um, I think that the the Cowboys are a very interesting situation because there are rumblings, and Dak Prescott has played much better of late, looking making that contract push right. There are rumblings he wants fifty five or sixty million dollars a year, and I mean Jerry Jones pays his guys and he, all that kind of stuff. But is is Dak Prescott a top three or four quarterback in the NFL? No. Is he worth that money? Well, we can have the arguments about who is or
1: isn't, but that's a if craft- I said what what's Prescott? What is he 31? Let's Do look we, it up. I don't I, I mean, Ray, this is obviously and I don't know if Prescott we you hope you cross your fingers, but is Prescott a guy who can age into his 30s? I think he could. He he would be old. very immobile. How old is he? 30. You're 30. 30. So if you're giving him that kind of money, you're betting on him being good at 35, 36. At, could be i i could see deck prescott being decent enough and five years from now maybe that's a bargain at 50 million for your quarterback maybe it, and again teams have to make these decisions and
0: they're huge decisions that's yeah. they, they i mean obviously if they signed this long-term deal there's no reason for them to keep trey lance around unless yeah. trey lance will take 800 000 a year right i mean there's no point to because they've invested so much there in, in jack prescott but that's just so much money is mm-hmm. Dak prescott a difference maker No, he's not. And I think, come on, if they're honest, they would tell you that. If you're a Cowboys fan, be honest. He's not a difference maker. Is he good? Sure. Can you win with him? Absolutely. But I think, you know, the idea that we're talking about him making that much money might be a little bit of him being crazy. But it might also just be the state of the quarterback position with all these other, you know, it's like Dak's looking around and be like, you guys, you guys want to start Zach Wilson? Have at it. Like, I think there's part of that, you know, part of that involved here in the in the negotiation aspect.
1: I think when it's all said and done, the Cowboys will be too close to the cap to pick up a fifth year option. It's kind of like a luxury to pick up on your backup quarterback. So I don't think that happens. I don't think it happens with Zach Wilson. Obviously, with Lawrence, it's either a new contract or picking up the fifth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, fields, we talked about, I'd pick it up. Mac Jones. Ray, that's probably not getting picked up in New England. I, I, I'd say he's playing either in New England for year number four or they're going to move on from Mac Jones. He was the 15th overall selection in that draft. Um, he has not been awful. I'm speaking as a non-Patriot fan. I know to Patriot fans, he sucks. But he just hasn't shown enough, Ray. like I, I, Mac Jones looks a lot more like a future backup than a future starter in this league.
0: Yeah, and don't forget as well that the Niners until like the day of the draft, we're debating Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Uh who knows how things would have turned out, right? If if that yeah. had gone differently. But Mac Jones, to me, I think you said it well. I think he to me, he's Nick Foles. He's the young Nick Foles, right? He's a guy that you can win with if you get him and you give him surround him and you put him in the right yeah. spot and all that. And he can make some plays. But uh, I know that when I see Mac Jones, I see a lot of whining. I see a lot of yelling. I see a lot of finger pointing, whether it's at the refs or his teammates or the coaches. There's a lot of that going on, and obviously things aren't going as expected in New England. But, yeah, he's just not – he hasn't been awful, like you said. And I know he. the yeah. perception is he's awful. He hasn't been awful. Has he been good? Absolutely not.
1: He he has held to a high standard, too, yeah. when you replace Tom Brady and you still have Bill Belichick and you've had 20 years of winning. <laughs> mm-hmm. he's He's in a little different spot than Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville. Um, running backs, Ray, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. That that's a difficult one because again, paying running backs, I could see Pittsburgh not picking up Najee Harris's fifth year. Um, Jacksonville, maybe it depends on, on the salary cap and how they maneuver guys and and what Lawrence gets and the pay Etienne, I could see, but Najee Harris would be kind of a difficult one. Pittsburgh may say, Oh, we'll keep him for a fourth year. Sure. But after that, We'll let him walk as a free agent.
0: There have been a lot of disappointed folks because of Najee Harris's performance. My hands up. I you know, I was backing Najee Harris. We told everyone that at fantasyguru.com. Hasn't worked out. Okay. He and Warren have basically drawn themselves to an even playing field at this point mm-hmm. in the PPR setup. But Najee's starting to trend, right? The workload's starting to go up. They're starting to utilize him a different little bit differently, a little more effectively, I think. It's really fascinating. Jeff Mann's brought this up on the Elite Sports Show yesterday. Uh, I'm with him every Wednesday. He's there Monday through Friday on SiriusXM XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And he, we went through the running backs real quickly. And he said, you know, you know who leads? This is interesting. You know who leads the NFL in broken tackles? Travis Etienne. You know who's second in the NFL in broken tackles? Najee Harris. And mm-hmm. you say to yourself, Well, okay, you know, Najee Harris is also sixth in the NFL in yards after contact. So he's not Derrick Henry. But oh, guess what? He has a better yards after contact than Derrick Henry this year. Or excuse me, it's the same. So yeah. there are pieces of Harris's performance, even in the general, you know, sense of he's been disappointing, that still point to an effective running back and a guy that look, if you give him some help, you know, he can be very effective. It's tough to know what teams are gonna do with the running back position, though, to your point, Kyle. And you know, the Steelers have a tradition of having success at that position. Kind of whoever's back there it doesn't really yeah. matter. Right. So that probably pays into it a little bit, too.
1: It's hard to get that fifth year option picked up. It really is as a running back, uh, maybe with ETM. But hey, if they, they have other issues or they're up against the cap, maybe not. Um, at wide receiver in that 2021 draft, um, Kadarius Tony, Rashad Bateman. Tony went 20th, Bateman 27th. I don't think there's a pickup on those. But, Ray, there could be some big money this offseason on three other receivers, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith. Those three guys all went in top 11. Uh, Chase was five, Waddle six, Devonta Smith was 10. Those guys could all be due some massive, massive deals. Um, And that's, yeah, fifth-year option, totally getting picked up. But those guys could kind of reset the market Mm -hmm. for wide receivers. Justin Jefferson, who was not in this class, but he's another guy, This past offseason, Ray, the quarterbacks were getting their money. You know, Lamar Jackson, Burrow, and and Herbert. This offseason, Ray, big bucks on wide receivers. And I think Jefferson, Chase, Waddle, Devonta Smith, all those guys probably getting giant contracts with their current teams.
0: Yeah, I think they are. They're so important to their organizations, and they're so good at what they do. I think, to me, the most fascinating one uh, will be Jamar Chase because the Bengals just gave $275 million to Joe Burrow. Right. And you know that Burrow, they need Jamar Chase there or all hell's going to break loose. Right. So that's the Mm -hmm. plan to bring these two guys in. Have we seen, I don't know, maybe you remember, Kyle, have we seen a team where they're they're paying their top wideout 30 million and their quarterback 55? Have we seen that? We may
1: see two, right? Because Jalen Hurts. Alongside yeah. Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. I mean AJ Brown, yeah. This is how you keep dynasties from happening. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough. You know, it's really
0: tough. So, you know, the, the Bengals will sign Jamar Chase. It's a question of what does that look like? Um, you know, Waddle, I think Waddle's interesting too because Waddle's, you know, is he a one? For some teams, he would be a one. Is he a, more of a two? Maybe, right? And and it's you can't compare him to Tyreek Hill. But he's a more of a chain mover and more of a, you know, a sure handed kind of guy. I don't, he's not a, necessarily a blazer in a different offense. He'd be probably more stagnant. They do a great job moving him around. He's dealt with some injuries in his career, nothing major, but, you know, some bumps and bruises. So I'll be fascinated to see, too, as well, what the, the Dolphins do there, because he's going to want to get paid as a wide receiver one, and they might want to pay him as a wide
1: receiver too. There, there is one other skill position player from this draft class that will be going into the offseason wondering about a fifth year option. Kyle Pitts. This was his draft class, Ray. So here's what I'm going to bet on, whether it's right or wrong. The the Falcons will, like, sign him to a big deal, Ray, and never use him. (laughs) They're just going to, to chain Kyle Pitts to Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons franchise. And he'll stay in Atlanta and will continue to rue what could have been if he actually went to a team that would make use of Kyle Pitts. John U. Smith has more touches inside
0: the 10 yard line than Bijan Robinson. Okay. They have basically created an offense where it's, you know, three guys catching passes. It's London, Smith, and Pitts. Uh, it's in that order, too. London, Smith, and Pitts. And Pitts is still, the, you and I, we talked about him before he came out of college, Kyle. And you were amongst the vocal majority of people that said, this guy, wow, right? You talked about all the, you and I talked about it over and over again before the draft. None of that's changed. Mm-hmm. They just don't use them. Yeah, I mean, they just don't. And it's it's fascinating to see they invested such high draft pick in a guy that everyone knows can be a difference-making player at his position. And for some reason, they just don't give him the damn football. That will be fascinating to see what they try to pay him. Because, you know, <laughs> players don't have much control here with this stuff. But if you're Kyle Pitts, unless you enjoy Atlanta and your teammates and the area – Like, why would you sign that? (laughs) Like, get the hell out of there. Like, your career is wasting away as this team doesn't usually.
1: Yeah, at the very least, they'll pick up the fifth-year option and and make him play. Yeah,
0: and then they might do the, you know, franchise thing, and the poor guy's going to be stuck in limbo for (laughs) half his career and never get a chance to be who he is.
1: (laughs) Uh, Poor Kyle Pitts. Uh, Maybe things are changing in Atlanta because Arthur Smith, if you missed it, uh, what I see, he shaved off his silly-looking mustache uh, and, and he claimed he did it at like 4 a.m. some morning. He just couldn't take it anymore. I don't know, Ray. I can't take Arthur Smith. That mustache makes me want to laugh instead mm-hmm. of support him. I think I said it right here on the show. I said, how do you take that guy seriously in the locker room? He's a clown-looking guy. and And, and the team is... Going nowhere. For a guy who was hired, Ray, to to fix an offense and was given all this talent, they've invested all these picks, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight end. No other team's doing this, by the way. No other team, Ray, in the last three years has invested as much draft capital in their offense than the Falcons. And I I hate to say they've swung and missed, but they're not being used correctly, are they? It's like – it's unfair to all four players, Robinson, Ritter, London, and Pitts, to say, oh, they're the problem. I just can't say they're the problem. The team's the problem. And and the, all these guys were drafted pretty early. I know Ritter wasn't a first-round pick, but the Falcons had a lot of quarterbacks they could have taken at that spot, and they took Ritter. This franchise in front office has kind of screwed the pooch on this whole thing. By the way, I
0: think I shaved my mustache off at like 945 at night, so I didn't quite go Arthur Smith on everyone, but – yeah, it's it's bewildering. I think that's the right term with the Falcons because your your point is not even one that needs to be you know expanded upon. You spent top 5 picks on these guys in the draft. Like what and then you don't use them. And, you know, Arthur, it's the Falcons and the Titans are the same team. Right? They 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 keep games close and they win games. It's ugly, it's it's messy, you know, they're they're never really blown out. They're never really blowing someone else out. I don't, for the life of me, understand why the, this organization did what they did. We were talking about the Bears and the uncertainty and how they – Falcons are way worse because, like you said, they had the opportunity to, to build their franchise mm-hmm. in this direction or that direction. They went the offensive direction. They've got a coaching staff that doesn't give a damn about offense. I mean, they'd probably put you in the backfield if you were on the team because oh, we want to diversify and make sure everyone doesn't get tired. They have no idea what they're doing, and they spent all that draft capital. just crazy.
1: Yeah, they're 25th in scoring, by the way. And I know everybody thinks that's because of the quarterback. Um, no, there, there's some coaching that, that's missing there. I will still say, still, Atlanta's making the playoffs, right? They very well could. <laughs> it's possible. This week, they're in Arizona. Now, they're only favored by a point and a half, but you got to win that game. Okay, that's a road game. You get. Arizona sucks, even with Kyler Murray back. They suck. They have New Orleans twice. They have the Bucks at home. They go to Carolina, and then rather they go to Chicago. I mean, these are lousy teams. They go to the Jets, and they have a home game against the Colts. That's the schedule. Arizona, New Orleans twice, the Jets, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Colts, and the Bears. That, that's, that's one of the easiest schedules you could ever ask for. And if they don't make the playoffs, I don't care if they miss out if they don't make the playoffs, right? Arthur Smith should be fired before they even get on the plane after that game in New Orleans at the end of the season. Because that this schedule is so set up for the postseason, and if they can't pull it off, that's embarrassing for the Falcons. Don't disagree, and I
0: don't think you're going to get really anyone at FantasyGuru.com to disagree. Jeff mans has blasted this coaching staff. I think it's obvious. Their articles are there. You can see the tension in the in the in the, the press room now because they're asking questions they should be asking, and he's like, talking about other things. And, you know, so yeah, that organization is kind of at that tipping point, and they have to, it's another organization. They have to make a decision of how their future is going to be or their future is going to be like the past and it's not going to be good.
1: And although I've got no faith in this coaching staff and how they're going to use these talents. Again, if, if you're a, a gambling man or somebody who likes to make wagers, I need to check this Falcons because they're four and five right now. This team's under 500, but I uh, got to check to make the playoffs, which you can get the Falcons at. Now, I have been pushing the Falcons as a playoff team since last December at the end of the season. Okay. I was calling for them to make the playoffs. So if you go to uh, Futures, right now, I mean, this is got, the DraftKings. They've got Tyler ta- the ta- ta- there- Haneke
0: under center now too, Kyle, which certainly <laughs> boosts their
1: odds of playoff yeah, aspirations. To make the playoffs, plus 115. I was hoping for like plus 130. Or 150 or something. Yeah, like that. 115. I can take that. That Hey, they're seeing the same thing I am. This schedule is cake. If you can't make the postseason with this schedule, fire the whole staff. The whole stinking staff needs to be fired. Uh, quickly, NFL news and notes Jamar Chase. We were just talking about him. Uh, Ray back injury didn't practice yesterday. We'll see today. But uh, if he misses today, we're going to have some questions, I think, for Chase going into the weekend.
0: Yeah. My my thought at this point in time is he plays, but we'll have to we'll have to see. I mean, this is an organization that we just talked about. He's a he's a you know building block now and in the future. Um, the offense is rolling. Maybe they think they can get by. They do have, have Tyler Boyd, obviously, who could step up. Not the same style style of player, but still step up. But I, I would anticipate Chase playing. But again, it's early. It's a Thursday, so we'll have to wait and see what the the team says with his
1: back. Well, and this involves connecting dots, but he's coming off a game where he was silent. And I just wonder if the back was an issue in that game. And now they're saying, okay, maybe we need to take a week off. So I'm a little bit concerned with Chase. Uh, Kenneth Walker, DMP on Wednesday, chest, as well as Jackson Smith and Jigba. Both those Seahawks with a hip. Seahawks do this every week. So we'll just have to see as we get deeper into Thursday and Friday. Uh, Josh Downs still out with a knee. Damian Pierce with an ankle. Amari DiMarcado with a toe. Worth noting, Ray James Conner. I guess there's at least a shot he maybe plays in week 10. uh, So he and Murray could be back for the Cardinals. And that's
0: huge for the offense. I'm not saying they're going to win games. They're going to be good. But adding Kyler Murray back is huge. Adding Connor back is huge. That would at least give them a chance to move the ball and and create some fantasy excitement, even if the team doesn't have any.
1: Of course, Arizona uh, hosting Atlanta. Uh, It does sound like Drake London has a shot, a pretty good shot at playing this week. He did return to practice, missed last week. With the growing injury, but he was back at practice. Uh, some names limited on Wednesday: T. Higgins, hamstring; Nico Collins with a calf, and Curtis Samuel with a toe. Um, also, Josh Palmer. Ray, I really think there's no reason to hold on to this guy. I think I said it earlier in the week. Uh, now we're hearing he could be out for the season with his knee sprain. Even if he isn't, you know, we're in crunch time in fantasy circles. You got to get guys who are playing and guys who have status in terms of being active. We don't have that with Joshua Palmer. And, you know, it sucks for him. It sucks for the Chargers. They go through this every year. Uh, But it wouldn't surprise at all if Palmer is, is kind of finished for the season.
0: Yeah, don't forget, we still have four teams on bye in week 11. Uh, We've got, what, five in week 13. Ooh. You know, we've got multiple teams in week 14. Like, they're still bye weeks ahead of us yeah. in addition to all the injuries and all that. So, yeah, I agree with you. If you have an aisle spot, totally different. If you don't, I don't see much of a reason to hold
1: on to Palmer right now. Quentin Johnston, here's your chance, man. Make a run, make it. And, and Ray, I like if that if that were a simple question. Hey, I can drop Palmer and pick up Johnson. I'd do it. And Johnson's done zilch this year, mm-hmm. but Ray, purely off opportunity, and you know pedigree, if you will, where he was drafted, I'd, I'd drop Palmer for a guy like Johnson right now.
0: Yeah, and I had the exact question over in the, the Discord at fantasyguru.com. Yeah, I think it's the move you make. And the fact is that he was drafted to fill a role, Quentin Johnston. He's got skills. He can stretch the field. He's a big guy. He's unproven. He hasn't done anything. But his snap count is up. His route participation is increasing. And frankly, you know, there are not going to be many games where they throw the ball 30 times and shut it down offensively. So, yeah, yeah, he is someone that should be added, though expectations have to be kept in check for now
1: expectations in check that leads us to tommy devito i i said two weeks ago very incorrectly that i was done talking about this guy we wouldn't mention his name ever again on the pod well Mm -hmm. ray he's now starting again he is the starter for the giants for their road trip to dallas they are like a 17 point underdog for that game in big d
0: yeah in my dynasty i think i lost daniel jones to injury i lost justin fields to injury i had to turn to (laughs) brian hoyer for one week fill in Danny DeVito, I had to now spend fifteen percent of my budget to make sure I what? got you. I had to. <laughs> it, we're in a dynasty league. I, there's not a single quarterback anywhere. I'm trying to. I'm trying to trade, make a trade for Badgett because I have Justin Fields and 51. go get
1: Kyle Allen, Ray. Go get Kyle. I mean,
0: it's, it's disastrous. So I'm just hoping. I'm my team's six and three. It's going well. I need just someone to give me ten points, I guess. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's Ooh. that's. I hope he gets ten points. That's,
1: that's right. rough. That's rough. Um, okay, let's switch gears from the NFL. Let's talk some English Premier League. We do it every Thursday leading into the new week, and we do it with our man Ani Sridar, who covers the soccer scene at FantasyGuru.com each and every weekend. He breaks down the main slate, which, uh, let's see, Saturday morning, the 10 o'clock games, we have three of them. Uh, should note on Sunday morning, there are four games at nine o'clock as we look at a full slate. Ani, it is a pleasure to get you back on uh, Fantasy Sports Daily. How are things going for you today?
2: Going well, Kyle. Thanks for having me again. It was a uh, weird game week 11, but uh, I still finished above the average. Really? But but it was very low. 33 points for me in game week 11. Yeah,
1: it it was more than weird, Ani. It sucked last week. (laughs) I I think I had, I, I can't recall a worst week. And I've been playing this for about a half decade, but I think I had 26 points. I mean, the average was, maybe you have it in front of you, was it like 32? 32,
2: yeah, and I I finished with 33, so just above the average.
1: Well, and and to speak to that, I, I also saw a number, you know, ownership is always important. If you look at the top, I think it was 38 players for ownership. There's 38 guys who are owned by, who have ownership numbers over 10%. Only three of those 38 in game week 11 last week scored at least six points which is just pitiful for, for guys who are owned that much. And of course, I, the biggest was like, we, we got blanks from Erlen Holland and, and Mo Salah, which, you know, people like to react and they like to blow things up. I, I look at it and say, Hey, it was an off week for everybody. Let it slide. If your big game guys didn't produce, I'm still rolling with them this week. Or are you switching out any of your, your highly owned or expensive players this week?
2: Um, the only guy I might be taken out is honestly Son from Tottenham yeah. with this injury to Madison and you know the suspensions to Romero and Udogi Van de Ven. Tottenham might be slipping here. Uh, it was a rough one against Chelsea for them on Monday. Um, as a Chelsea fan, it was quite the result for me. <laughs> and uh, if you're a Nico Jackson manager who's still been holding on, it was a great result. But uh Sun for Saka looks like the switch I'm gonna be making this week.
1: Yeah, and, and, and Tottenham is the first game this week. Um, and lock this weekend is at 6 a.m. Eastern on Saturday. Tottenham is taking on Wolves. That's a 7:30 kickoff. We may find out Madison. I mean, people are gonna have to wake up early if you really care about this stuff. But Ani, we should note sometimes being on on X or on Twitter. You can get this information before lock. You know, the rosters or the starting 11 won't be set for Tottenham until 630, which is 30 minutes after we have to lock our fantasy rosters. But there's a slight chance we get that Madison news. And you're right. I think if we hear he's out, Sona's kind of a sell for me as
2: well. Yeah, it, they've been a dynamic duo this year and they're directly impacted by one another. So, uh, I'm hoping we get the news tomorrow. If you know, big Ange could come out and let us know if Madison's not going to be playing, I did see he has been called up for the international break by England. Um, maybe they don't play him this weekend so he can give it a go for England in their final Euro qualifiers. But yeah, Tottenham a little bit on the decline for me here. Glad you brought that up. Uh, international teams
1: have got to be – got an international break after this weekend, uh, so teams have to say who they're calling up. And what you just said with Madison, I think Callum Wilson was also called up by England. So we're always looking at tea leaves and trying to guesstimate here, Ani, with, well, if he's called up by the international team, well, that probably means he plays next week. Not a long-term injury, so okay, maybe he can play in this week. And, and that is one feature of this – sport fantasy premier league that is is very difficult to to kind of figure out the nfl people complain all the time about injuries and who's in who's out Uh, ani the nfl at least gives us information and we feel pretty good about the reporting if you're trying to guess on where these players actually stand in the english premier league man it's so difficult we get press conferences but ani these guys just don't give us a whole lot of
2: information Yeah, they play their cards pretty close to the chest. But one thing we do know is that, you know, these club managers don't really care about these players going to international break, right? They just want to get the most run out of them for their club because their jobs aren't associated with how Callum Wilson does for England. It's Mm -hmm. how Callum Wilson does for Newcastle. So one thing we can definitely count on is uh, these club managers, if they're even 75% healthy, if they don't have Champions League or Europa League, then they'll definitely give it a go here this weekend.
1: Well, this segues to Man City, um, if you look at game week 11, one of the major hits last week was Jeremy Duko, Duko uh, midfielder. Uh, what's he run? seven six 6.6 million. He had 22 points. He had a goal. He had four assists. He got three bonus points. He's the most bought player this week. Everybody's jumping in. I, I still look at it and hesitate, Ani. I, I... It was great last week, but we know how Pep works, man. There is nothing settled with Jeremy Doku or, or anybody in this midfield. When you look at Man City, it changes game by game, match by match, week by week. I I think it's a dangerous ad, even after the success of last week.
2: Yeah, we've been talking about it all year, the rotations that Pep makes. In the midweek, they played young boys in the Champions League. Doku didn't start. Alvarez didn't start. We saw Foden, Grealish, and Holland all start up top with, you know, kind of a Midfield with Nunez and uh, Kovacic starting. So maybe Doku and Alvarez get to start this weekend against Chelsea since they're pretty well rested, I would uh, assume, in that comfortable victory. But uh, they should roll against Chelsea. Um, sure. Even after Chelsea went up two men against Tottenham, they did not look like a really good good side. So uh, this should be a pretty good victory for them. It's not. Uh, I'm not making it a priority to add a guy like Doku, to be honest. But um, especially with the... I like to save my double transfer, free transfers for after the international break in the event. There are injuries that come about, but uh, I might be using both this week, but it's not on Jeremy Doku.
1: Well, and and this furthers the point with Man City. They're top of the table. Um, They're three-time defending champs. It's like incredible what they're doing. And in years past, Donnie, it's like most times, most weeks, max out your Man City assets. Get three guys from Man City. Yeah. Erling Holland, pretty well everybody has him, despite the quote-unquote letdown season, but that's one guy. I, I don't have a, a second or a third guy with Man City, and maybe a couple of weeks I've had a second guy, but it's kind of wild to look at a team that's still doing what they do. Um, but we, me, at least, and, and for a majority, I feel like we only have one Man City. Are you rolling with two or three? Should we try to get three? I, I still think it's so unsettled with that squad and playing the guessing game that – I've only had one all season, and I don't necessarily foresee it changing in the next few weeks.
2: Yeah, I've only got Erling Haaland in my lineup. The teams that I've doubled up on and will double up on here this game week is Newcastle, Villa, and uh, Brighton are the three teams that I've got more than one piece on.
1: Okay, Newcastle, Villa, and Brighton. Who,
2: who's the double up in Brighton? Who who are you jumping on there? I've got Matoma and Pedro. I, I okay. haven't let these guys go. Uh, they've got the best matchup on the week against Sheffield United. This is a great get right spot for Brighton. Um, get their offense back on track. Uh, I'll definitely be betting on this as well. Take Brighton spread and take the Brighton team total. Uh, both are great value this weekend.
1: I was talking to you before the visit and you claimed, hey, I got a surprise call. Got a surprise call on defense. Give us that. So is this going to be an official transfer for you this week? Oh,
2: yeah, this is definitely in. And we we talked about the injuries and, you know, suspensions. And a big one is Dan Byrne for Newcastle. And uh, something we saw in the midweek for Newcastle's uh, Champions League game. And I guess it's not a surprise because it might be pretty popular amongst uh, people following Fantasy Premier League. And that's Tino Libermento, uh the defenseman Ooh. for Newcastle. mil, and it's one of those guys we uh, hinted on earlier in the year playing out of position. Uh, Eddie Howe had him playing uh, right wing. So uh, we've got a defender who's playing in an attacking position. That's someone we have to get in our lineups.
1: Newcastle's at Bournemouth. Uh, That's the last kickoff on Saturday at 1230. You mentioned him being cheap. Um, You know, I saw Man U. Man U, who we've picked on the offense, sucks. But defensively, somehow, some way, like all four guys they started on the back line last week were sub-five. Uh, There are some other guys that are very cheap. If you want to, you know, spotlight a strategy, that could be one, Ani, of going really cheap on the back line. There there are a lot of guys sub five. I don't know if I'm comfortable with a collection of guys sub five, but that is one manner of people saying, hey, I'm going to go cheap on the back and spend a lot of money in my midfield because the midfield has a load of very good options, like between six and eight million. And if you go really cheap on your back line, you avoid Trippier, you avoid Alexander Arnold, you could load up in the midfield still and also still have Erling Holland up front.
2: Yeah, two out of the three defenders I'm rolling with this week are going to be sub five. I've got Tino Livramento at 4.3. I've got Simicus for Liverpool yeah. at 4.6. And the only guy I'm going to have that's above five, and it's not even that much, that's Ben White. You know, I'm going to get him at five point uh, I think it's like seven or six, 5.7. And Arsenal have a great matchup against Burnley at home. Should be a Great clean sheet opportunity for them, too. So, uh, yeah, I'm going pretty cheap on defense, as you mentioned.
1: Yes, the issue with Arsenal, though, is Odegaard still didn't play midweek. I know people are still holding on to him, and he's a big fat zero, you know, the last few weeks out. Saka limped off midweek. Enketia didn't play midweek. Now Mikel Arteta is a disciple of Pep Guardiola <laughs> and he seems to be playing a lot of the same games with the starting 11 in Arsenal. Like they, they, they've got Burley this week. You're right. Great matchup 10 a.m. on Saturday. Good luck guessing as to the 11 that the Gunners are going to roll out.
2: Yeah. I'm sure Havertz will draw a start Trossard will draw a start. Um, if Saka is even 75% healthy, I'm sh- I mean, I don't think they can afford to really bench Saka in this matchup, um, but Ben, ben White's going to be there. I mean, he's one of the guys who's actually healthy. He's someone who we could see coming up the pitch, uh, a threat on corner kicks as well. So I, I'm confident having Ben White and Saka, to be honest, in my lineup this week, one of the few teams I'm going to have multiple pieces in for this game. Let me
1: conclude with a this guy or that guy, midfield. We talked about all the options there. Jared Bowen of of West Ham, 7.4, or Brian and Buimo of Bournemouth uh or Brentford I should say sitting at 6.8 you've been an Embuemo guy most of the season is 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 he still the choice if you can have either of those two guys
2: Bowen or Embuemo uh we're gonna go for value here right and and Embuemo being cheaper is a way that I'm gonna go just because he is he's got the monopoly on that Brentford attack with West Ham, we could see Kudus have an impact. Mikel Antonio have an impact there. James Ward-Prowse, he's on set pieces for them. Well, and Mbwemo's on set pieces. He's on penalties. He's the main guy. So I'm going to go with the cheaper but more a safer floor with uh, Brian and Uh
1: We got five games on Saturday, five on Sunday. So a traditional look to the week. Uh, lock Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Uh, so probably want to do it Friday night is the plan uh, coming up on Friday. All those coaches, press conferences, we may get information. We usually don't it's just a lot of <laughs> smoke and mirrors with these guys, but we'll see uh, follow Ani uh, in discord of course, right up Saturday morning, I guess for the main slate. Yep. You got it. Okay. That'll be at 10 a.m. Burnley Arsenal, Everton palace, Luton town is at man United Ani, a pleasure, man. Great stuff. We'll talk next week, or maybe not next week. we we got an international break, so probably two weeks from now we'll visit with you again, okay? You got it, Kyle. Have a going. one. That is the man, Ani Sridhar, giving us the edge and giving us the uh, insight into uh, maybe what you should be looking at in EPL for this week. Uh, I have still held off on my transfer, but I will be making that probably in the next 24 hours. And again, for DFS players, that column that Ani puts out, uh, strictly for that 10 a.m. set of three games, That we've got. And uh, as Ray noted, you don't have to be like an expert like Ani to do well on those uh, DFS slates. There are angles to play and edges to be had. Uh, Ray, tonight, of course, DFS on Thursday night. We recommend everybody check out Ryan Clifford's column. Um, I know you'll probably be in there to help people with lineup decisions and such. And tomorrow we'll recap everything that no doubt will be an exciting matchup between the Panthers and the Bears, but uh, we'll also do some more football. I think our friend Tyler Beaker stopping in on the program tomorrow nice we haven't had
0: tyler in the new iteration yeah. here so that'll be nice uh you obviously can read his work my work see kyle all of us over at fantasyguru.com. use that promo code fsd20 you see it there uh obviously follow our work we just added uh by the way we added pandora uh and google podcast yesterday oh. so if you want to listen that way you can you know search fantasy sports daily there we've already got spotify and apple itunes uh, go to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Elite Plus Network, and you can find links to all the places you can hear the show in addition to watching it on YouTube.
1: Are, are we on the dark web yet, Ray? Have you managed to get us onto the uh, illegal side of the internet? Kyle, I, I know people who stole
0: car stereos that I installed for them, so the answer to your question is yes. Yeah.
1: We're everywhere. I, I've never done a uh, program or, you know, a, a little podcast where where like, there's places I'm being heard that I don't even know.
0: Like,
1: Bangladesh. Have, Someone could be listening
0: to you right now, Kyle. Who knows? Yeah,
1: I got to watch what I do a little more. You know, you're you, with all these, you know, channels that we're on, I'm bound to offend some people, Ray. So
2: yeah, I don't know
1: good. if I agree with all this, but I, hey, it's 2023. You got to be everywhere. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern. That's the live uh, get together, YouTube, X, Facebook. And then and of course, if you ever miss us, Ray was just talking about the audio podcast that can be immediately downloaded into your folder, onto your phone. You can listen right away. Obviously, if you want to see us, which everybody does, uh, even today, Ray's getting compliments about what was this? The Optimus Prime Lego? Yeah,
0: or or my shoulder. That thing takes, I mean, that took a whole afternoon to put together. That's not easy. That's hours of work. But yeah, that's the Optimus Prime.
1: To the uh, rig? Yep
0: it doesn't come cool. with the back it's just it's just optimus prime but yes he can fo- fold into the rig and roll around but i have him behind me there obviously impressive.
1: very nice yeah. uh more lego talk to come probably uh, throughout the coming weeks i'm a big lego guy i got i got to figure out what lego unit i'm uh, picking up for christmas every year i try to get a new one so i got i got to do some work on that and talk to santa uh ray enjoy the night uh hope you can survive uh, all things carolina chicago tomorrow nfl with tyler Do some college football as well. Whatever else is happening, we'll talk about it. But take care, okay, Ray? You got it, Kyle. Always a pleasure. That'll do it for us. You have been watching and certainly enjoying Fantasy Sports Daily, powered by FantasyGuru.com.
2: We'll catch up with you on Friday.